Well, hello and welcome to this recording for the 7th of June 2020. This is Trinity Sunday. Indeed, a very warm welcome, whether you're a regular listener on the website or on the phone or on the recorded memory sticks. Until we start the process of getting back to church, this is our Sunday time to be with God and to worship together as Kirkgate Family Church. And I hope you've all been blethering on the phone or at a distance on the street or having a wee wave in the window. But let's begin our worship today with a wee short few seconds of silence just to calm our hearts and to prepare for worship in the Spirit, wherever we are at the moment. Our call to worship is read from the short Psalm 8, so let's hear the word of the Lord. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens. Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. And when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you've set in place, what is mankind that you're mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with the glory and honour. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet, all flocks and herds and the animals of the wild, the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea, all that swim the paths of the seas. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Amen. If you've got your CH4 handy, we're going to, to sing 122, Let All the World in Every Corner Sing. If not, just sit back and close your eyes and listen. A Stuart plays for us. I believe it's on a, a virtual organ, but it's making a lovely sound. So 122, Let All the World in Every Corner Sing. Well, shall we join our hearts and minds in prayer? 
Let us pray. Loving Lord God, who created the heavens and the earth, and who lives in everything around us, hear our prayers today, for we bring them in gratitude for who you are and what you have done and continue to do in our lives. Father God, we cannot ever imagine how vast is your love for us, that you came to us, Jesus our Messiah, to bring us out of darkness and decay into the light of life and life everlasting. God the Son who rules our hearts, lead us into your ways and point us once more to your gracious calling to serve and to love others. Forgive us, Holy Spirit, when we continue to ignore you, when you prompt us towards that great mission to tell of the gospel and its saving message to those we know and love. Strengthen us who are weak that we will answer your call gladly and grow our faith that we might live in that joy and contentment with all that befalls us and all that is graciously given to us in this life and beyond. Father God, we have a prayer that we cling to that Jesus gave us when he taught his disciples to pray and now we say it together. Our Father who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our scripture readings are fairly short and they come from various places today. I'm taking from Genesis 1, the very start, verses 1 to 4a, the very beginning of the Old Testament. The corresponding passage from John's Gospel in chapter 1, verses 1 to 5. And another short reading from the end of Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20. And Deirdre and I will read those for you now. So let us hear the word of the Lord, taken from the NIV translation. The reading begins Genesis 1, the beginning. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good. A second reading comes from John's Gospel, chapter 1, starting at verse 1. The Word became flesh. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Our third reading is from Matthew 28, from verse 18. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. 
Amen, and may God add his blessing to these words. Well, let us sing once more from CH4. It's 110. Glory be to God the Father. My reflection today is entitled Great Jehovah Three in One as the hymn we've just proclaimed, we've just sung that. Well, have you ever been asked by a child, or maybe you've asked yourself in the past, who made God? Or what was there before God? And how come there doesn't seem to be a, a kind of finite time in the universe for even if we believe there was a big bang, what was there before that? And why did the bang happen when it did? You know, the, these questions of how might one day be answered, although I doubt it, but the reason, the why, will take much thought. Mind-blowing questions that we, you know, we may never answer and have consumed minds through all existence trying to find enlightenment and wisdom. Well, we might approach the understanding of the doctrine of the Trinity in such a manner, for we will never be able to fathom that interrelated relationship definitively this side of glory. And still, there is a message that comes from such an understanding brought to us from ancient times through the creeds, 
right up until this very moment. And that is of the the completeness in the Trinity. One in substance or essence, we say. And yet without knowing Jesus, we would would understand little of who we are, where we came from and, and where we're going. Well, this Trinity Sunday focuses on God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we know that Jesus, through the word of life in our Bibles, opens up a mysterious theology for us in his teaching and devotions. In John 5 and 15, he says, Jesus gave them this answer. Very truly, I tell you, the Son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his Father doing, because whatever the Father does, the Son also does. Or in John 16 and verse 7, But very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the Advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Jesus came among us to make us complete. To take us from the grasp of Satan and lead us to new pastures of love and peace and comfort and joy through all kinds of life's trials and good times. To show us the pathway home when we have gone astray and become lost in who we truly are meant to be. God's children, his wonderfully made creation, made in his image, destined to live in righteousness. In Genesis 1 verse 26, it says, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. Christians mark calendar events throughout the year and they celebrate the life of Christ by happenings, don't we? Advent, Christmas, Easter, Ascension, Pentecost, you know, to name a few. But they relate to things that happened and involve Jesus at the fore. Trinity Sunday is a time to reflect on the triune God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's a celebration born after the life on earth of Christ, but it embraces him in a relationship with God the Creator and the Holy Spirit the Enabler. And the Holy Trinity is not something that we need to try and understand fully per se, for no mind can. We just know from Scripture that such a reality exists beyond the human mind's empirical calculation. But perhaps it will be clearer when we get to heaven and as promised, see God face to face. For as I said, we are made in his image. Well, I chose the readings today partly from that given in the lectionary for today, and partly to visit once more the foundational person that that birthed the Christian faith. Genesis and John are linked by the person of Jesus. Matthew 28 links us with the triune purpose for the salvation of humanity, for a God who wants ultimately to be with us forevermore. But God who came to earth to experience our humanity, to empathise with us our fallenness and to pull us up out of that darkness into light and into life and light everlasting and to bring us home. And what a wonderful, comforting thought. God who cares deeply for you and me so that if we were the only person on the earth, Jesus would still have gone to the cross for us. Such love that one would lay down his life for others willingly and in accordance with the mysterious plan of salvation orchestrated by God. 
Well, the first chapter of Genesis and the first chapter of John's Gospel teach us about the very foundations of the earth as the ancients, God's people, understood it. In John 1 verses 1 to 5, and we read, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. All things that happened related to the purposes of God the Creator. All things that happened in life, good or bad, was explained by the ancients as a move of God. And they understood their relationship with the Father, Yahweh or Jehovah. They lived under the shadow of his wing. Men and women, boys and girls, perhaps living a more spiritually connected life than we are today. More reliant on God the provider than we might be in this modern era. More fearful of God than we are today, for familiarity breeds contempt, to use an old adage. But we focus heavily on God, the lover of humanity and the carer of our souls. And you know, that's true. And it's all to the good. But God is also a God who corrects us by his Holy Spirit, who can be grieved or saddened at our sin. And maybe we need to be a little more awe-inspired or awestruck and respectful of our God, who is loving, yes, but also a just and holy being who demands us to live circumspect and holy lives in the way of his Son, Jesus the Christ. Not just live bits of a holy life, but all of a holy life. In 1 Peter 1 and verse 14 says this, As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it's written, be holy because I am holy. And since you call on a father who judges each person's work impartially, live out your time as foreigners here in reverent fear. Genesis reveals a remarkable example of relationships. God's relationship with humanity, with the earth, and humanity's relationship with God, and humanity's relationship among each other. Relationships that Christ Jesus encouraged. In fact, he insisted upon and inspired the apostles, including Paul, to preach upon it. Living in harmony, the body of Christ, living to serve each other and to look out for the well-being of all, especially to look out for the vulnerable, the weak and the lost. And the Bible focuses on the widow, the orphans and the foreigners. But God gave us a heart for compassion, a compassion he sends forth that was evident through the cross at Calvary, where God in his humanity chose to suffer and die and yet be resurrected to show us the pathway to heaven to save us by his blood, that we might once more be holy as God is holy. Salvation, redemption, saved. And as we worship our Lord God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit today, we tend to do so, I would say intuitively, and, and you know, without question. 
For we understand that there are matters that God cannot reveal to us at this time, and they will perhaps remain for us to know when we leave this body and we have to go and be with him. But Christ has revealed the Father to us by his teaching and example. As the Bible story progresses, you know, we, we, we see the revelation of the Trinity open up before us. For God in the Old Testament being carried in the Ark of the Covenant, shut away until he reaches out at his incarnation. And he walks among us, fully human, fully God, Jesus the Messiah, God with us. And he's open to the few he could meet and be with. And then we know of his ascension and the coming of the Holy Spirit, opening even further available to everyone on the planet. It's like, it's like a flower blossoming into our world, revealing the glory of God and his perfect timing. And we live in a special age. We have developed knowledge and confess all three essences of God in our creeds and we try to live in loving relationships vertically with God and horizontally with our neighbours, joined in the Spirit. And yet, while we are still on this planet, breathing the air God provides, he has a commission for us, a job to do, that should be the most joyous of occasions, and that is to spread the good news that Jesus is alive by his Spirit, and all who come and give their hearts to him will have the gift of everlasting life and life to the full even now. And that all who believe on the Son will have the Father's blessing and be filled with Holy Spirit, as we heard from the Pentecost sermon last week. Relationship is an all-important foundation of our faith. To live as one in Christ, as Paul tells us in his letters over and over again, and to love each other as Jesus commanded, as we read in John's Gospel, over and over. And because of that relationship with each other, to offer ourselves in servitude. Living that way will be our completeness in Christ. And the word Trinity doesn't appear in the Bible. It's an understanding that the early church fathers of old termed. But the Trinity is inherently underpinning scripture from the very first verse. And the awesomeness of the Trinity is unfathomable. Billions of galaxies spread out across our skies beyond anything that we can see with the most powerful telescope. A sun shining in our sky that we had seen a bit of this year at just the right place to keep us all alive and not burned up. Air to breathe at just the right altitude. Bodies of water and dust with a life force no one can explain where it comes from except from God. For God by his Spirit is the only force that can breathe life into being. It's mind-blowing, is it not? That speaking of such enormous spectacular things such as the universe and then the smallest particle and electron the largest to the smallest with structure built in and formed by the wonder of God. You know, I always marveled at the thought that the, the incarnate Christ, who is God while being held in his mother's arms as a little baby, must still have been able to rule the cosmos, able to throw stars into space, to bring order from chaos and to hover over the whole earth, waiting on the Lord, waiting to come at Pentecost, it's something I might never be able to explain. And yet I leave my little mind into the care of the Father that in faith I just know 
I am loved. And so should you know that you are loved. For that is the basis of any relational community. To hold each other as worthy to be loved. Worthy to be saved. And God brings order and relationship among us and between us and his beautiful creation. And there's a rhythm of life, we might call it. The way God regenerates, how he renews. In the creation narrative, God speaks. Things happen. And God looks and reviews and finds it good. And then he acts, he looks, he reviews again and he finds it good. There's order, integration, relational, completeness. The revelation of the Trinity is completeness. God is one integrated whole. What a joyful thing to behold, fellow Christians, and those of you who listen in and you're just wondering, what, what is it like to be in such a relationship with the creator of all things? Perhaps we need to transcend this modern day thinking, you know, that we, we can be self-sufficient and in no need of such spirituality. But look no further then than Jesus, for he is as much a powerful influence in our lives today as he was at the very dawn of creation. All authority has been given to him by the Father. And how great is our God that we too have the authority to bring order from chaos, life from death, and salvation's story to souls on the path to destruction. Look to Jesus, and we will never want to look back. Look to Jesus. And we will go out and live as he instructed, giving that love to others that they might want to look to Jesus too. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we are truly blessed. Amen. Well, shall we pray our prayer of intercession? Let us pray. Loving Lord God, we give thanks that we are able, through Jesus, to come to you, our Father, in prayer with those matters that trouble our hearts this day. Above all, we welcome your Spirit that seeks out peace and well-being across this world. And there are places, Lord, where there is a darkness that overwhelms us, and we offer them in supplication and intercession now. Gracious God, we have a virus in our world that many are trying to defeat with little success, and still people are dying from it. We pray that you will take this affliction from us. That we might be free once more to meet others. To greet our families and friends warmly with hugs and kisses. And we pray for all those caught up in the virus. Whether ill or bereaved because of it. Father in your mercy. Lift him up in healing and peace. Comfort those who have lost loved ones. And help us all to move forward once more. Laying down our fear. Lord God, we pray for all those dear souls in all the caring professions who daily put their own selves at risk, looking after others. And we ask in prayer for your protection to be over them, guarding them physically and mentally. We see rioting and mayhem in America at this time, Father, because of inequality and racism. Lord, in such a country that professes Jesus, Lord and King, help them to overcome these differences to live in harmony equally and without fear. Bring order once more and justice where it's required, especially against those who, whose brutality wounded the nation. And we think of places on this planet that have gone from the news, wars in the Middle East, 
biblical swarms of locusts eating away at people's livelihood, bringing in its wake famine and hardship. Father, in your mercy, stay the hand of destruction and bring peace and provision where it's needed urgently. Abba, Father, as lockdown is eased, we pray for sense and wisdom for all who govern us and for ourselves as we try to meet with the restrictions and understand what it is we are to do. Help your church, Lord, across all lands to rise up once more and be able to meet to worship. But let us hear your word of direction and guidance for the changes you ordain in our ways and in us ourselves. Father God, we pray for our communities and all those wonderful souls that have constantly helped those in need at this time of lockdown. Give them strength and power to their arm to continue and bless them for the sacrificial love. In all this, Lord God, may your word and witness be spread in answer to life's big questions being asked by many outside the faith. By your Spirit, Lord, mobilize your people to witness for Jesus that many will seek you and your salvation through Jesus the Son. And so, Lord God, we remember many that come to mind in need of prayer now, and we do so in our own places in this short time of personal prayer. Loving Lord God, you have heard these, the spoken and silent prayers of your children's hearts. And so we go now believing on your goodness to us and your love for creation and trust in you to make all things well in your perfect timing and according to your will. And we pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. We're going to conclude our service uh, on this recording today um, with CH4 739 The Church's One Foundation is Jesus Christ our Lord 739 
but let us hear the word of the blessing. So let us go in the joy and peace of the Lord, and may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with us all, now and always. Amen.